This is 8 Minutes, a podcast helping you understand the energy transition in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Paul Schuster. New York City claims that 70% of their emissions come from the built environment, and controlling those emissions goes way beyond simply changing out a few light bulbs. Sure, putting more energy-efficient equipment in place, weatherizing the building, electrifying the thermal load, those are important, but so is optimizing the use of that energy over time. Using it at times of low cost or low emissions, that's where smart building management comes in. I talked with Joe Amador of Amador Consulting about smart building management systems and the role that they play in helping commercial buildings decarbonize and access value in the energy transition. Eight minutes. It's how long it takes for the sun's rays to hit Earth, or about the amount of time that TCU had a fighting chance against Georgia in the national championship this year. Sorry, frogs. Let's get it on. So, so one, if you're just looking at how do we solve, how do we deliver a strategy around energy transition? How do we deliver a strategy for the world around reduction of carbon emissions? You can't really ignore buildings. The built environment is a big source of emissions. At COP27, the UN reported that the sector accounts for 34% of global energy demand and 37% of global CO2 emissions. To Joe's quote from before, you simply can't talk about getting to net zero without including the built environment. Joe Amador is a guru in the commercial building space, helping building owners, investors, property managers, and startups address how to decarbonize and operate these facilities better. He joined me to talk about the role that smart building management systems play in helping address these issues. But first, a definition of building management. But I tend to think of smart buildings as, as really more focused on both the back of the house, so things you don't see as an occupant, but you would see if you're the energy manager, you would see if you're the facility manager, you'd probably see to some degree if you own that asset, that building. Um, and then there's the front of house, the experience that you you have as a visitor, as a worker, as an occupant, as a tenant. Uh, and, and so building management is everything that goes into that. Systems have been developed over decades to help optimize facility management. Building automation systems or building management systems have existed for years and enable basic automated controls to help maintain and operate buildings. Think controls on elevators or lighting systems. Smart systems take this a step further, gathering the data and intelligence required to optimize the facility, lower energy and costs, and reduce emissions. For instance, Joe talks about how smart systems can help to change how maintenance is even considered within a building. Another way to think of this is moving from a schedule-based maintenance approach to a condition-based maintenance approach. So think of an air filter. At your house, you might change your air filter every three months, every six months, something in there. Um, We have a a smart thermostat. It actually tells us when you need to change your your, uh, air filter, and it's based on runtime hours. So it doesn't have to do with how long has it been. It has to do with how much time has your HVAC system actually been running. Smart building management systems enable a data-driven approach to facility operations and maintenance, and they can drive significant value across a number of different levers. Energy costs, for instance, is certainly one of them, as is security, tenant comfort or tenant expectations, as well as maintenance costs. And Joe even argues that sustainability, writ whole, can be enhanced via smart building management. Many vendors, in one way or another, can help you save energy And they oftentimes talk about that in case studies, for example. So that's one. I think the sustainability angle is related, right? If you reduce energy in a building, you're probably reducing the carbon emissions in that building uh, or of that building. 
And that has an impact on reporting uh, a lot of organizations and, and kind of different levels of adoption, again, by different asset class. But there's a lot of reporting to say, these are our carbon emissions. This is the trend over time. This is our goal. And now you're starting to see a lot of uh, institutional owners of, of real estate. That could be office. That could be warehouse. They're saying, we, ha- we, we have a plan by 2030, 2035, 2040, or beyond to get to net zero. And a lot of that is based on data today and then tracking out where, where do we want to go. The smart building market is still relatively nascent, but it's growing fast. Introspective research suggests that just the technology underpinning this sector today is about a $9.2 billion market with a growth projection of $25 billion by 2028. Globally, once services, analytics, installation, and all other aspects of smart building technology is factored in, the market could reach $121 billion by 2026. Realcom estimates that over 3,000 vendors are already serving this fast-growing sector. And the reasons why are obvious. Optimizing building management lowers cost, increases tenant comfort, and lowers emissions. In fact, Joe and I talked about the two ways that smart building systems help to reduce energy and emissions. There's a lot of waste in buildings. So that can be anything from simple things. The schedule isn't quite attuned or in tune with when people are there. Maybe that's, we heat and cool the building all day, all night. We don't really need to do that. Uh, If you're in Texas or Florida in the middle of the summer, you don't just turn off the air conditioning system overnight, but you maybe don't need it to be 72, 24 hours a day. Maybe it can drift up to 75, 77. That will save energy. That is a net positive, um, but people can still be comfortable. Right. So what we're doing is we're we're reducing waste, reducing the load, and the amount of energy that you're consuming just on that basis, right? And then the second part of it is really around this demand flexibility that you that you uh, so so elegantly described for us, which is to sit there and say, you know, given certain price signals in the market, all right, which is which is the traditional demand response type of reaction. Given price signals, can I adjust my energy load? Uh, you know, based off of that, so that I can save money or or not spend as much, if you will. And more recently, as we shift towards more of a carbon signal or an emissions signal from the market, can I adjust how I'm using energy to be less carbon intensive over time? So to clarify, smart building management systems help reduce emissions by both reducing the wasteful use of energy, but also by shifting load to different time periods in order to take advantage of cleaner grid generation, or to just simply provide the grid with the flexibility it needs to keep running. And this can create significant value for landlords and property managers. Erickson submits that smart buildings can recognize annual energy cost reductions in the range of 10 to 15%. And that doesn't even include the cost savings from proactive, condition-based maintenance, or the increased value recognized from improving tenant density or comfort. Building owners looking to invest in smart assets are wise to start with a building assessment, evaluating the current state and overlaying on top of that the capabilities that emerging smart systems can provide. And whatever path is designed, it doesn't need to be a full, complete renovation of the building's operating system. Legacy building management systems continue to play a role, but both McKinsey and Joe insist that smart building assets can be almost modularly installed over time, each focused on a specific area, such as lighting or tenant access. And that can provide a lot of flexibility to building owners who may not know where to start. Your assessment can really reveal where those low-hanging fruit are. 
Lastly, smart building systems are just emerging. Emerging technology will help buildings further integrate distributed resources such as solar and battery storage with electrified water and space heating. Virtual power plant capabilities will arise. Real-time grid emissions info will merge with real-time load data to help buildings shift and manage energy profiles. And AI will become integral in helping to optimize along all of these multiple vectors of energy cost, emissions, tenant comfort, and maintenance. Smart building management are integral controls able to take building emissions reductions that last mile. After energy efficiency solutions have been exhausted and as the property is looking for increased value at low cost. It's a hot, growing market addressing one of our biggest sources of emissions. For more of Joe's and my interview, check out the Extended Cut podcast. I'm Paul Schuster, and this has been your 8 Minutes.